and you thought vinyl left. You're listening to the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Everything vinyl. Hello, Vinyl Community. We are the Vinyl Community Gunkles. I am here with Richard from Calvin Wazoo, Mike from Hubtoons, Craig from Craig's Vinyl Plethora, and I am Robert Fithin, and my channel is just called Robert Fithin. Today we're talking about why we collect vinyl records. Uh, let's start off with uh, Richard. I, I sold my collection, my vinyl collection in the 90s, and then I went all to CDs. Mostly I was motivated because I was moving so much. I was moving all the time and records are a drag to be, you know, moving. Well, so, you know, the, you know, why do you collect records? You know, why, why did, why did you get into, you know, vinyl collecting more so let's say, I mean, I still buy CDs on occasion, uh, mostly because it's unavailable on vinyl because I would, I prefer to have you know a lot of my music on vinyl, uh, not because I think it's a superior sound, but because I because I like the experience of the sound better on vinyl than I do on CD. If that makes sense, yeah, no, absolutely, that's exactly it. I mean, Fred, I why, had... why do you collect vinyl? I go mean... around the table. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm musically obsessed. So um, I, I will tell you what started. I mean, right here. Thank you. This is what started it all for me. And this is Miss Dolly Parton. Here you come again. And this is the very first record album I ever owned. And I was six years old. So then I went to cassette tapes and stuff like that. And then obviously the CD. So I went from cassettes to cd but then there was a time where bmg and columbia house were still doing records like in the early early 90s and so i got kind of the tail end of like the actual record clubs and not the cd clubs so i had about like 40 albums and um then i moved and unfortunately all that got stolen so in 99 i like my friend's mom gave me her old turntable that had like an eight track player and a cassette player on it. And that's what really got me back into wanting to collect physical media, wanting to actually be able to hold something. And there's just, for me, vinyl is just, it's perfection because it's the way it's supposed to be. Like not necessarily sound wise, but look wise, like, you look at a CD cover and you look at a vinyl cover and you see the details that you're not necessarily seeing on that little teeny tiny square. And I mean, I got rid of all of my CDs. I have like maybe a hundred. I used to have about 6,000. Um, and I, the only thing other than some nostalgic things that I had when I was a kid, CD and cassette wise, um, I, nothing gets played in my house, but vinyl, it's the only thing that I actually purchase of a physical format. And again, it's just perfection to me. Again, not necessarily the sound. It's just, I, I, it's really hard to describe how emotionally invested. No, I, I totally get what you're it, talking about. It, you know? But it just, and it brings me, and I think the biggest thing, honestly, is nostalgia. It brings me back to that age where, you know, 
we couldn't just download a song. You had to search, and especially where I grew up, I mean, my friends and I would have to hop in the car and drive, you know, three and a half hours to Phoenix to go to a record store. And that was like a national holiday for us. And we literally went to Phoenix to go to Tower Records and Stinkweeds and all of the record stores that were there at the time and made a big event and outing out of it because we could not get our hands on things like that where we lived. So I think a lot of that is kind of wrapped up in my love for for vinyl in general. I don't know if that helps or makes any sense. I, I want to add something to that about what Marshall McLuhan said about different media formats. But uh, first, Mike, why do you collect? Um, I, I, I have to have something to hold. I, 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 I have to have it. You know, I have to have something to look at when I'm listening. I, I love looking at the liner notes. I read every liner note. I want to know who's in the band. I want to know what song that player plays on and who doesn't play on this song. And I want to know who the bassist of the band is. Uh, you know, I'm a music nerd. You know, I, I'm just obsessed with music. You know, and I, I mean, I, I started with records, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s. And then when CDs came, everything I already had on, I started buying CDs, you know, and the first ones were like Dark Side of the Moon and stuff like that. I bought the CD and got rid of the vinyl. So then years and years later, I'm like, oh, geez, I don't, I don't know if I have a copy of Dark Side of the Moon, believe it or not. Because I ended up getting rid of all those CDs. I probably had a thousand, a couple thousand of them. I sold them all off. As soon as, as soon as like MP, M3s, you know, whatever the, I, as soon as I got like an iPod, I, I sold all my CDs because I thought that that's the way I'm going to go and that's going to be the best. And man, right. those things sound terrible. And, you know, and so, I'm, but I never really sold my record collection. I mean, yeah, there were a few throughout the years I did do a few purchases, but most everything I had, I still have the first record I ever bought. You know, I, I mean, I have all of it. And I, I just, I think now, I think record collecting is different because of the value of these records going so high or not yeah. the value, the, the cost of them, you know, they're, they're expensive. They're very expensive. This, this, this was 60 bucks. So I think a lot of people nowadays are getting into it for the value and yeah. not the obsession. I'm obsessed. I love music. That's, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always did too. I mean, ever since I was really, re like I was two, you know, and before I could read, I knew what songs were on which 45 based on the label design. You know? Yeah. And I had the clothes in play, had all, and I never wanted toys. I never wanted action figures. Yep. I never, never wanted cars. I never wanted any of that. I just wanted records and tapes. That was it. And every thought Tuesday, it was weird, yep. you know? every Tuesday I hopped on my bike after school and rode right up to the record store. And I would spend my lawn cutting money, my paper right. route money. You know. And I think people are would be envious of your situation because I did what Richard did, what a lot of people did. You get you get sold the CD, you know, uh, mindset. CDs are superior, and so you trade it. You, you start trading in all the records, all the tapes, or whatever. And I never got rid of a release, so I I never did the dark side of the moon thing. What I would do is I would, you know, I would get CDs for free from work, or I would buy CDs, and then I would take like ten albums, and for ten or whatever, you could probably get a used CD at the time or two. Mm -hmm. And so I would take, you know, and I would always make sure that I had that, you know, I would t go take night at the opera would be one of those records. And then I would I have night at the opera on CD. <laughs> Good. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I did this thing where you go from records when they were out. And then I went to tapes, cassette tapes, 
in the 80s because they were portable. You could take them to school. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks cool with the Walkman. Everybody wants that yeah. Walkman with that tape on it. It's all the era. Yeah, you know, it's just like we're in an era now where everybody's got to have this vinyl because of the audio file qualities. But anyway, I went from the cassettes and then, of course, CDs come out. Then you got to get rid of all the cassettes because you still now you got the portability, but you got great sound and you've got, you know, whatever. And you can record on CDs and blah, blah, blah. So records were kind of like, you know, you can't take records in your car. You can't record right. new records. You can't make mixed records. So they were really kind of um, unattractive. Yeah. Um, and so then the CDs thing lasted for a while, and then digital music starts coming in. You start listening to everything on files, and then you wonder why you have these CDs, <clears throat> especially uh, when you have That's my musical. Yeah, when you have my musical taste, which is more about the '60s and '70s and '80s, it's like Craig said, "Why do I have this r- replica?" Of the album. I want the album. I want the real thing. And so after a while, listening to these files, it, it just, the, the magic seemed to be missing. You know, you, you realize you're kind of missing something in it. You realize it kind of got a little bit degraded each time, like what you're talking about with like the artwork and all of that kind of thing. And for me, that, that was like something when I started actually getting records again, I really realized that I'd been missing, you know, just the whole aesthetics part of it, the whole routine of putting on a record and things like that. And it really brought back that, that kind of like set off those endorphins like I had when I was a little kid of just being in my room all the time and just playing records and, and, and something as simple as just watching the label go around or watching the stylists, you know, against the grooves and, and, and reading the groove, seeing the grooves with all of the, you know, you can tell where the beats are and the loud parts and the soft parts if you if you know what that's all about. And just like looking at the record, you know, artwork and, and all of that kind of stuff and the inner sleeve and just the whole, the gatefolds and all of it. And uh, like I said, I really just set off some endorphins or something. And um, I'm like, man, I got to I gotta get back into this. I can see why people are getting back into uh, to vinyl records because I, I, you know, as dorky as it sounds, I really enjoy that whole the whole ritual the whole thing of uh watching vinyl records uh play and and that whole thing and and when you get into like uh, the vinyl community videos and then that's a whole other level beyond just the nostalgia factor or whatever where you see other people are passionate about their records and they're showing records from all over the world and you know you kind of get this kind of community going you know the vinyl community and uh, it really is, I think, a lot more interesting uh, than seeing maybe somebody hold up a bunch of CDs. I know there's just something something about it, people and their passion with records. And then it brings me back to my whole thing, again, going back to way early childhood. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a really great experience uh, with that whole component on it as well. And so I, I think that's a lot of it. It's just this, it's kind of a twofold thing with the nostalgia the whole uh, aesthetic part of it with watching the records and, and the artwork and all of that. And then this whole newfound thing uh, with YouTube and the vinyl community and seeing everybody else and, and, and connecting with other people and having conversations about records. And it's what we all love. We all love music, but we a lot of us specifically the music on the records and the different pressings and which pressing sounds better and 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 the different variations of covers and all all of it it's just uh, really really interesting and it's it's something i've been interested in my whole life and it was uh, really incredible to see so many other people like i said all over the world uh having that same interest and being you know involved in that and and just uh all of that together it's it's all just uh, all of those reasons why i got back into collecting vinyl records and once i creaked that 
that door open, I mean, you know, it's like a floodgate. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying nothing but records now, pretty much. Each one of you are saying something very similar in that, in, and that is the experience that, that goes with the vinyl. Right. And I wanted to mention something about what Marshall McLuhan was talking about. Now this was back in the sixties before digital music. But he was saying that we have a different reaction um, physiologically and emotionally to different types of media. And he used the example of television and film because mm. television is dots, light coming through dots. Our brain reacts to those dots differently than frames that we see projected on a screen as in film. So it's a, even though we could watch uh, the same movie uh, on TV or in a theater, we're going, our brain is going and the experience is going to be different in how we respond to that. And kind of taking that notion into the future, I really kind of think he would be saying the same thing about listening to a CD versus you know, a, an analog recording that there is uh, while you, everyone can dispute whether which one sounds better, which one is closest to the source. But all of that really doesn't matter. It's it, what matters is how, you know, we experience right. the sound. And there is a different experience to the sound when I'm listening to a CD, uh, at least with me, as opposed to um, uh, to the vinyl. There, uh, the, the deal was sealed for me when I was listening to um, a uh, Jesus and Mary Chain uh, CD, and I was listening to it, and then I was like, I don't want to listen to this, and I pulled the record out and listened to it, and I had a completely different reaction uh, to listening to that same, to this exact same recording, you know. I, I, I have I have all their vinyl. Uh -huh. They're all like, all originals, and you're I'm absolutely sorry. right. Their CDs are terrible. The vinyl is so much better, much better. So now when and I that's collect... mostly like what mid late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, late eighties. Okay. So yeah, late eighties now... CDs. Uh, I'm not a fan of something like Honey's yeah. Dead though. Would have come out in like ninety two. Are you saying the that would be a little for... later? That would sound better than the CD. Because my whole thing with like 90s music is I'd actually prefer the CD. Again, not sound quality, mm -hmm. not whatever, but the CDs are what I had. The C I mean, I, and these yeah. are my CDs. You know, most of these, if you want to talk about original pressings, a lot of these CDs are original pressings that were that were given to me by record labels before the, the, the album was even released. So nice. um, this is what I always play. That's what I'm used to. Uh, Craig was talking about like, you know, seeing a big... Um, album artwork reduced to cd size i think a lot of the 90s stuff is the opposite it looks like cd artwork blown up to like 12 inch size and stuff like um you know the offspring or something like that just or well makes yeah more like sense nirvana. to me on cd than it does on on a record so yeah like nirvana you know when the, that their first cd you know that first cd came out right. and by that time you know we're talking the 90s um, you know, the quality of the digital recordings was a lot better because, uh, you know, people started uh, releasing the CDs of earlier music. And that was pretty much 
crap that they were just you know yeah just slapping out um but uh, i always tell people 91 is okay but 92 through like 96 or 97 is where you want to get the cd cds that were made during that time because that's after the 80s when they're real thin sounding when like you said they're just rolling them off the assembly line as fast as they can it's after that but it's before the brick walling starts in like 98 99 when it starts getting really bad so cds that are around between press you know mastered or whatever between 92 and um like 97 sound sound the best my sonic youth cds my sonic youth cds are from that mid 90 range it, but I still like listening to the vinyl better. But you know, I, on occasion I'll listen to the you know to the CDs. But uh, the other thing, I got old man eyes. So when I'm looking at a CD, and I'm trying, you know, because I, I do, I want to look at liner notes, and and I'm like, or even or even the lyrics. You know, looking at the lyrics, it's just I'm glad I I got you know that I've spent. Although I've I've picked up some records that I thought that um, I wanted to have back in my collection. And I'm kind of, meh, you know, I'm not that excited about, I'm not that excited about Dr. Hook and the medicine show as I was in 1974, you know, come on with that freaking at the freak. Are you talking, what kind of Dr. Hook are you talking about? Are we talking Columbia or are we talking capital? (laughs) Which either um, one's fine. One's fine. just more ironic than the other one. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to. I'd have Sharing to. Sharing the night one, together. Know, are we talking about that? Or are we talking about the cover of the, the Rolling Stone? That, freaking uh, at the Freakers Ball. Oh, okay. Well, that's earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or what was the other one they did? There's a dead penicillin. Skunk. Penicillin dead skunk in the middle of the road. There's a dead skunk in the middle of the road. Oh, my. That was uh, Wainwright, wasn't Loud it? Loudon Wainwright the yeah. third. Yeah, yeah. Rip is his dad. Yeah, so I think when we're talking about uh, dead skunk, uh, it, it's probably time to a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> but uh, just want to add something really quick just to, for people to, to really, what really illustrates, I mean, you are talking earlier about the, the difference between the CD sound and you know digital and all that versus analog touched on that really briefly but just just look at some of your old cds or even some of the older uh albums from um the late 80s mid 80s and look at like dire straits brothers in arms has i know tracy chapman's uh, uh debut has it uh madonna's like a prayer has it where they boldly boast that it's a full digital recording you know it says that on you know the cover and the back all over the uh thing there's really um really thinking that's a great thing and you that's something that you would never see today on a, a newer album that comes out just a boldly proclaiming that it's a full digital recording that would be something if, if at all it, that would be a in a really fine print but thanks a lot for uh, joining us on our podcast today we are again the vinyl community gunkles talking about why we uh, collect vinyl records once again my name is robert fifth and along with craig from craig's vinyl plethora mike from Hubtunes, and richard from calvin wazoo you can check out our individual uh, youtube channels and you can also check out the vinyl community gunkles we have our uh, own channel as well uh, where we get together once a week and discuss all kinds of things and usually uh, you know these days we're taking a, a year and talking about the best and worst music of that year we have all kinds of fun so that's five different channels for you to check out in the uh, vinyl community we hope you uh, at least check out uh, a few of those and uh, thanks again for listening and that was another trip around the turntable thanks for listening to vinyl community podcasts